0: So let's turn to Deuteronomy chapter 6, 4 through 9. We're closing out our service, or our series, on looking at the last um, four verses here, 6, 7, 8, and 9. And it fleshes out what it means for us to love God on a daily basis. We looked at the context, we looked at the the fact that we're called to think about God, and uh, as we think about Him, we know Him better, that that causes us to, enables us to love Him. And then we looked at the specifics of the command to love the Lord our God with all the heart and strength and soul, on the inside as well as the outside. And now immediately after that, um, Moses, speaking through the Lord uh, for the Lord in his word as his prophet, tells us kind of what it looks like for us to experience the love of God and to, to live out the love of God on a daily basis. And that's what we're going to look at. So keep that in mind, and let's listen carefully to God's word. Hero Israel. O Lord, our great and awesome God in heaven, we praise you, O Lord, that you have revealed yourself to us through your word, that you have shown who you are as the gracious and compassionate and just and holy God. And we thank you, O Lord, that you call us today out of our out of our busy schedules, out of all the things we've experienced, out of our the mistakes and sins we've committed to say, look at you and to experience you, to know you, to know who you are. And then to respond in love and gratitude unto you, our God. O oh Lord, we pray that today you would enable us to see that and you would enable us to examine our lives and to see where the love of God is in our hearts. And we pray, O oh Lord, that you would teach us and help us to put a high value on your word that you have spoken to us as our greatest treasure in this world that we would have. And so, Lord, I pray that you, thank you, O Lord, that you brought people together here today. Thank you for their heart and desire to learn from your word. I pray that you would bless that and honor that and cause it to increase all the more and that we will go from this place committed to put the word of God in our hearts and minds more and more each day. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. So whenever we love anything, it comes to our mind readily. Uh, The theologian Thomas Watson said, well, he who is in love His thoughts are ever upon the object. And so you can see that our minds and hearts go to that which we love. And of course, we know this all around us. All the the movies, the songs, the poems that talk about love, they're everywhere. Because love brings us to song, it brings us to speak, it brings us to think about, about the things that we love. So what does it mean to love God? Of course, we can't see him with our eyes. But we know him from, our, from what he has created. And so we can think about God through thinking about what he has created. And we can also know him through the word that he has given us, which we have just read and which we've been reading. And what Moses, Moses here, immediately after he talks about loving the Lord, he, he moves immediately to say, let these commands be on your heart. Take the word that he's given you. Uh, because that is a clear sign of what we of how we love the Lord. What we do with the Word and how we put it in our minds and hearts shows what our love for God is. And so that's what God teaches us through His servant. So I want us to look at this in three different from three different angles. First, we want to see that the the presence, what the presence of the Word should be in our lives. Second, we'll try to understand the connection between the word and our love. And third, we'll see that our love is indicated by the proclamation of the word out of love. And if you want to follow along with that, there's sermon notes in your in your bulletin, and there's some blanks there. You can fill that in if you want to follow along or just make notes as you feel led. But that's there to help you. So let's look uh, again at the presence of the word in our lives. This we noted. Immediately after Moses says love, God he says this these commands that I give you today are to be on your hearts. What he wants them to do is not simply to hear what he's saying but let it go down deep into their souls. Let it be something that that affects their emotions. Let it be something that changes the way they think. Let it be something that changes what they want. That is how we are to show love by what we do with the commands of God. So how does this happen? Well, first of all, we have to hear the commandments of God. Now, notice uh, we speak, and in, in a lot of times in the Bible, it doesn't say read the Bible. It says hear the word of God. And that was in part because the people of that day didn't all have a copy of the word of God like we do. And so if they were going to, to get it into their minds and hearts, they first had to hear it through someone reading it. And there's still something special about hearing the word of God, not just reading it. And But in, in any case, um, the key thing was that they would take what God said and actually know what he was saying. Now, in their day, it might have been a little bit more difficult, again, not having all their own copies. But for us, it's, and especially in the United States, it's not difficult. We have cheap copies of the Word of God. Most of us have several Bibles, and even if we don't have that, We can instantly have access to the Word of God on our phones in innumerable versions and languages. And even if we don't like to read, there is all kinds of audio versions of the Bible that we could listen to. So whatever excuse that they may have had, we do not have. And there's really absolutely no reason why we as Christians should not make reading the Word of God or listening to it a regular part of our lives. And it's really simple. How can we say that we love God if we don't really have an interest in his word? If we don't want to put that into our hearts? So that's the first thing. we got to actually hear it. But you know, it's not enough to just hear it. It's not enough just to to read it. It's something we need to meditate on. Something we need to meditate on. That's a key word that's used in the Bible. It's described that we don't just let it pass in one ear and out the other but we let it go down deep into our hearts. We go over and over again in our minds. Here's what God said to Joshua in chapter 1, verse 8 of that book. He said, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So it's the idea of day and night. That word is going into our hearts and minds. We're thinking about it. We're We're considering its applications. We return to it again and again. And this is really what Moses says here in verses 8 and 9. He says, Tie them as symbols on your hands. Bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Now, Christian families will often do this. That they'll have, if you go into their homes, you'll see Bible verses written in various places as a way of helping them remind them. Helping remind them of key verses, key passages that are important to them. And the Jews often would actually put some of the words of Scripture in a box and they would literally tie it around their, their hands and their, and their forehead. But the key thing is that we have it on our hearts that it's something that's going into our minds over and over again. And in that way, we tie them as symbols. We have them on our door frames because they are present to us in our mind. So let me give you a specific recommendation for how to carry this out. I really think it's important to have a specific time in which you read the Word of God. Whether it's, for some people, it's better to do it in the morning, sometimes better in the afternoon, sometimes better at night. Maybe you you have an app that tells you you need to do this and you get a streak going or whatever. Something that will help you to remember to do it. What we don't plan to do, we generally don't do. And so to have a specific time, and if you miss one day, you know, don't beat yourself up over it. Go to the next day. It doesn't always work out. But the point is that if we have that specific time, we say, this is when I read the Word of God, well, then we'll come back to it again and again. Now, the second thing that I would recommend to you is to have a passage. When the Lord speaks to you specifically through a passage, that you you may want to write it down or put it in some place that you'll, you'll remember it. Put it on your mirror as you're getting ready uh, for for uh, work or school so that you're, you're thinking about these things over and over again. Now again, these are just ways you could do it. You may have other ways, but to have something that you're going back to again and again that helps you get that deeper into your hearts. That's how we can show our love for God is by taking up his word, by putting it in our hearts. Now, why is it then that God connects love for him with his word so strongly. Well, that's our next point, and I want you to see three reasons. First of all, because if we love God, we'll keep him in our mind. Now, again, we can think about him through creation, but the word is so much more explicit, it's so much more clear, that really if we're going to think about the Lord well, we've got to have the word that he's given us. And so that word will help us keep them in our mind. That which we love, we remember. But, and also because in so many ways, we're not having every commercial or every thing that we see on YouTube or every friend tell us to remember the Lord, we're inclined to forget. And uh, you can see that a lot of what Deuteronomy is about is telling us, don't forget the Lord. Like Deuteronomy 8 verse 11. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I'm giving you this day. We all know that we're, we're kind of inclined to forget even that which is important. We forget to spend time with our kids or our spouse. We just let life take over. But also with God, that we forget him. And Deuteronomy is really Moses saying, remember, remember, remember. I know you're going to forget. Remember the Lord. So through... Having the word regularly in our lives, it will help us to remember. And that's how we connect with the Lord. Second, if we love God, we will love what He says. So if we value God, if we value who He is, then it's significant to us what He says to us. And so we should be delighted to hear what He says. We should say, we want to hear you, Lord, speak to us, because we want to know about you, because we care about you, because we think what you say is significant. Now, as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about an experience I had in my life where, um, concerning my paternal grandfather, so now, I never met him, in fact, my father never met him, because he died before my dad was actually born, and, um, and so over the past few years, I did some research on my genealogy, and I started connecting with, with uh, some, some cousins and so on. And some of them actually knew Merlin, uh, my, my, my grandfather, and, and knew some things about him that I hadn't, I hadn't known. And one of the cousins uh, had some books that was like classic literature that my, great, that my grandfather had owned and he had his name stamped in them and i've always loved classic literature and so when i saw that he loved that it really kind of i felt like i had a connection with him in a way that's kind of what the word does for us is it's not just a book that, this is not just a book that god says this belongs to me it's actually one that he wrote and he's left it for us and so if we have an, if we have a value him we should value this book and what he says So the third reason that the word is connected to our love is because if we love God, we'll want to do what he wants us to do. So we need to remember that what what Moses says, notice in verse 6, he says, these commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. So in other words, when God says, if we love God, when he says to do something, that's what we want to do. If he says, don't do something, we don't want to do. If he says, be like this, we should want to be like this. If he says, don't be like this, then we don't want to be like this. We must remember that God, when we love God, we're not just loving someone who's a friend or an equal, though God is, is rightly thought of as a friend in certain respects, but he's also our king and our Lord, and so we should love to obey him. And why should we love to obey him? Because we love him and we value him. We know that what he wants is best. And so it should be hard hard to say, if you tell me to do something, if you tell me to wait, I'm happy to wait. If you tell me to go, I'm happy to go. If you tell me to stay, I'm happy to stay. And so to know these commands then enables us to know the things that we should do and the things that we should love doing. Now, some people may look at this and even the whole message and say, well, that's you know, this is about law not about grace. And so some people get uncomfortable with the idea of obeying commands because they think that this is law and not grace. Well, there is a way to approach the law that is devoid of grace, for sure. But grace without the law and without commands is not the grace of the Bible. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And John got this point, and he says, in fact, this is love for God, that to keep his commands. And so, any grace that downplays obeying the commands of God or any idea of grace downplays downplays obeying commands and seeking to implement what God says is not the grace that Jesus is talking about. So, in summary, we love the Word because if we love God, we'll keep Him in our mind, we'll love what He says, and we'll do what He wants us to do. But now there's another thing here. God, God wants us not to be the only people who love God. He wants other people to love God as well. And you can see this in Deuteronomy 6, verse 7. He says, impress these things on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. And so the idea is that we should love God, but we should also help our children learn to love God. And you can see that this was God's plan from the beginning. Adam and Eve were created to love God, to live in fellowship with Him, and that was their first duty. But then he said, I want all kinds of people out there loving God. He says, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And it wasn't just to have humans there, but to have humans as they were meant to be, as people who loved and worshipped God and obeyed Him. God wanted a world filled with people who loved God. But of course, we know that what happened is that it didn't turn out that way and people turned from the lord and they loved other things more than god and they've been doing it ever since but god didn't leave it there he kept working and he said when all the world was under the curse he says through abraham everybody's going to be blessed and he called out abram and he said i want you to be my man and i want to make out of you a special people not just through you but through your children And you can see that that's God's plan throughout the ages. In Acts, right at the beginning, when the church is beginning to go out, he says the promise is for you and for your children. And so what God has always intended is that those who love God should be impressing that upon their children. And so, let me ask you to consider, do you show your love for God in that way? Are you impressing these things upon your children? He wants you to be concerned about his work, about the next generation. He wants you to be concerned that his will would be done on earth as, as it is in heaven. And that begins in your house with your spouse, with the people who come in there, with your children especially. And so do you have a time where you're talking to your kids about these things? Do you, are you ready to bring it up and tell them about God's love for, for them and what God asks of them and how to trust in him and so on? That is what God is wanting us to do, to show our love. If we're concerned about God, we're concerned about his work in the next generation. But while it might begin with our house, it doesn't end with our house. Because we should want everybody to be those who love God. As we think about our neighborhoods, our community, our great desire should be that they would be filled with the people who love God and have have him as the first object of their affection. And so, in light of that, it should lead us to want to talk about it with the people we meet, to tell them about Jesus, who is the way back to love of God. Now as we look at this, let me just say in conclusion then, that the good news is, in in many ways, God has not made it hard to connect with him. He's given us his word. We have it in our hands. We have it in our phones. If we love God, then let's take it and let's show him that we love him. Let's show it to ourselves and show others that we love God, not just with our lips, but with our hearts and lives by taking up his word, putting it into his practice by his grace. Amen.